0: Hi everybody, I'm Ria Dalal, and welcome to the World Insight. Welcome back everyone to my podcast, where each episode we gain a unique insight into the world inside. First of all, I would like to congratulate everyone because we have officially made it through 2020. What a roller of a year it has been. It was an undoubtedly difficult and quite frankly frustrating year. But I think we're all entering 2021 as more strong and cognizant individuals. And that is definitely because of all that 2020 has put us through and forced us to experience. With all of this said, I felt it was only worthwhile that I dedicate this episode towards a reflection. A reflection of our successes, our adversities, our progress, our setbacks, of everything. This will be a longer episode than usual as I thought a 20 minute reflection of 2020 sounds oddly poetic. So let's head right into it. First January. The new year had begun and everyone's spirits were soaring. I think every time there's a new year that old thing comes back, New Year, New Me. For me, I think I lean more towards the idea of New Year Better Me. You know, dedicate the course of the year towards being a better, healthier version of myself. Because I know it will take time and change isn't immediate. This year in particular, I just want to stop or reduce the amount of academic self-pressure I place on myself to the point where I use it as an excuse to neglect my physical and mental health. I guess all of us as individuals, you know, when the new year starts or when the new decade starts, we have all these goals and aspirations in our head, which is good, but we also think that we have unlimited time to accomplish them, which is not the case. So... After some point where reality kicks in, we end up straying off path. But fortunately, we still had 300 more days to find our path again. What could go wrong? Oh, how things changed so drastically, so drastically wrong. Within 30 days, Australia declared a state of disaster when the bushfires that had been going on from 2019 now contributed to the loss of 500 million animals. A US drone strike killed an Iranian general, which brought up the prospect of World War III. Brexit actually happened. And the World Health Organization proclaimed a public health emergency with the outbreak of the supposedly deadly coronavirus. These were just some of the countless things that happened within the span of one month. The first month. On these situations alone, we pronounce 2020 as an utterly horrible year. When such atrocities suddenly happen within a short period of time, it is hard to believe things will actually get better. And, I mean, things did not, but we will look into that soon. February was a continuation of all the distress from January, with the exception of one piece of good news, where public transport was now free in Luxembourg to reduce pollution levels and support low-income workers. As for March... It would be an understatement to say March was significant. It was life-changing. The repercussions of this month sustained the year and will definitely be carried on to the next year, unfortunately. Up till now, for the first three months, for me, I had let go of my initial path and all my goals for sure because I was definitely frightened with the state of the world and I was all over social media trying to figure out how I could even help. But with all of this, weirdly enough, I was still optimistic for two reasons. Spring break was soon, and so was my birthday. So, even with everything, my excitement still managed to go through the roof. You know what happens next, right? Do I have to say it? For the sake of open dialogue, I'm going to say the COVID 19 pandemic. This morning coronavirus Italy has the the, in the fight against the coronavirus. As every country reported cases, gradually the world was going into lockdown. Along with this virus, it's safe to say that fear was also widespread. Some countries have dealt with epidemics, but many countries and many people could not physically comprehend the gravity of the situation. Until lockdown began and it finally kicked in. That this virus, this seemingly simple virus, it could kill us. We faced a billion other emotions, some of which feel indescribable. People were sad that they are suddenly put into lockdown and now they can't meet their friends or their family or even be with them during the stressful time. People were scared for themselves, their business, their family, their friends, their life. People were frustrated that they couldn't see their friends, be outside, live normally. People were frightened with the fact that their businesses were temporarily seized and how were they going to possibly earn any income sitting from home, for themselves and for their family. People were concerned and had taken measures such as purchasing several masks and sanitizers just to stay safe. Some people were a little too concerned and stockpiled toilet paper. And some people were just unfazed with the virus. Either they thought it was a hoax or something, or they were just very confident in their immune system. The possibility of a pandemic was such an unpredictable circumstance. So while some of these reactions may seem unusual or even inappropriate, it is a little understandable. Immediate adaptation sometimes just doesn't happen. Even as time passed, it didn't get easy for any of us. The plight of people in business were prominent, but so were the plight of migrant workers. In India, thousands of migrant workers found themselves with no source of stable income. As India suspended modes of transportation, migrant workers basically had to walk back home, hundreds of kilometers away. And unfortunately, many died on the way. In addition, the global economy was on part towards facing the worst recession since the Great Depression in the 1930s. And what about our mental health? Our mental health and well-being was seriously affected because alongside of physical confinement, there was an emotional confinement. All these emotions regarding the different losses in our life because of this lockdown caused anxiety and stress and even depression for some people. It was really hard because everything we knew just stopped and we're supposed to be fine with it, but we can't. What was weirdly great though, is that oftentimes when people are going through difficulties with their mental health, internally you feel like it is targeted towards you, that you are the only one facing it. But when every other country is in lockdown and every other person is confined to their home, the problems you're facing, there's a very high chance that 10,000 more people were facing something similar in their own lives. That's not to say it made things easier, but there was an atmosphere of unity during a time of uncertainty. Right now, it just feels like we've been enclosed by all the negative effects of this lockdown. And I agree, this lockdown was really hard. But there were some actual genuine positive moments that happened during this lockdown. And you will realize it occurred to each and every one of you. And occurred to the world. For starters, can we all appreciate our adaptation to work from home and learn from home? We managed to retain our connections with friends, family, colleagues, relatives through the one and only Zoom and the original FaceTime video calls. We still managed to make the best of holiday and birthday celebrations with the help of these digital tools and through the skill of baking, which most, if not all of us, have acquired during this lockdown. I know at least one of you have baked banana bread or even a small birthday cake for yourself and family. Speaking of family, those who were fortunate to have been in lockdown in a positive, non-toxic household had the opportunity to strengthen relationships and form memories with their family and also lockdown had become this opportunity for self-exploration everyone definitely tried out baking but people were trying out other stuff too for me i dabbled in drawing which is not my forte at all but with this weird abundance of time on my hands i tried to draw and i was even quite proud of some of my pieces moreover let us appreciate our appreciation of the unsung heroes of society essential workers who had worked so tirelessly to make sure we stay safe during this pandemic and it was so great how we managed to show our gratitude towards them. Other good occurrences during the lockdown include the significant improvement in air quality as greenhouse gas emissions from road traffic and factory work all came to a halt with this lockdown. The reduced CO2 emissions, if continued, hopefully continued, could actually have an effect on reducing global warming. Plus, the lockdowns saw a decrease in recreational activity such as hunting and fishing, which is definitely good for the wildlife, and it even saw an improvement in water quality. Doesn't it feel almost refreshing to realize that there were not just silver linings, but actual worthwhile self and global developments that occurred this year? And there are certainly more. This is just the beginning. But now that we're moving ahead towards late. May early June, there was another matter which you probably guess what it was, but we're still going to talk about it because it was very, it was definitely unprecedented, and very unfortunate at the time. George Floyd! George Floyd! George... Black lives May twenty fifth, twenty twenty, George Floyd died through a racist act of police brutality. May twenty sixth, the world fought. The reasoning behind his death was illogical and the way in which he died was monstrous and people cannot sit there and pretend everything is fine. Police brutality and systemic racism are intolerable issues and it was not going to be tolerated. So every state in the United States along with 60 other countries protested seeking justice and change. This was the revival of the Black Lives Matter movement after nearly two or three years of silence on the matter and it was a revival which planned to prolong for good Despite most protests being peaceful, if not all, they had been responded with unlawful police violence, including beatings and misuse of tear gas, which is awfully ironic as the protests were with the intention of eradicating police violence. Nevertheless, the BLM protest was still persistent and emphasized the necessity to defund the police. What exactly does that mean? To defund the police implies reallocating some of the funding away from the police department and towards other departments that also assure public safety. This idea was controversial because some people believe the money is necessary for police to have the sufficient equipment to catch criminals and protect citizen safety. However, as cases of police brutality continued to rise during the BLM protests, the idea of defunding the police appeared more logical to the masses. Also, with the rise of this movement, recent cases which have been suppressed and ignored were no longer, as trans- as transparency in all acts of racism was prevalent. So there was motivation to help seek justice for those cases as well. Not that our reflection of the year is complete, but to fast forward to December for a moment, If you've ever been in doubt regarding whether you have participated in this time of change and didn't just join the trend, here are some ways of telling. Either you've engaged in physical or digital protests, you've had uncomfortable conversations with your friends and family regarding the social issue, or you've signed petitions, or you've taken time to acknowledge your privilege. And if you still feel like you haven't done enough, don't let this year ending be a reason to stop you. Like I said in the beginning, change isn't immediate and the only way to maximise the possibility of change taking place is if we continue to take action. So please do take action. Anyways, returning to June and July, where people were surprised to see the BLM movement was in a trend and they were happy because it was genuinely lasting. The amount of reported COVID-19 cases worldwide was proliferating and had crossed 10 million at the time. But that wasn't surprising, unfortunately, because after the lockdown ended, it seemed that people believed the pandemic ended as well, with the amount of social gatherings and parties taking place. While some countries' the situation was deteriorating, in New Zealand, the Prime Minister Jacinda Ardern had carried out an extensive effort and successfully eradicated COVID-19 in the country. Even in Finland, the Prime Minister Sanna Marin was recognised for the effective response Finland had taken towards the pandemic. Women leaders were truly getting the job done. As we transitioned to August and September, it was a peculiar feeling because it felt like I completed 9th grade yesterday, summer break lasted for a good second, and now the very next day school was starting and I was in the 10th grade. Has time felt weird for you also this year? Some days feel so painfully slow, but some months just flew right by us. And it was completely dependent on how we perceive the experiences around us. Good days travel by swiftly, and bad days feel never ending. And this lockdown made us painfully aware of our good and bad days. Just as the month began, a devastating explosion in Beirut, Lebanon, uh, took place on August 4th, which killed over 200 people and injured 5,000. It was due to large quantities of ammonium nitrate being unsafely stored at the port, and it resulted in an, expo- it resulted in an explosion which seismologists equated to a 3.3 magnitude earthquake. Obviously worsened conditions in Lebanon because protests had anyways been going there since 2019 to address the country's economic downfall and end the government corruption. In addition to all of this, natural disasters were dominating the United States, with wildfires bursting in California with the prolonged heat waves, and deathly hurricanes in Iowa and Louisiana. I know at times this is all getting overwhelming, and don't worry, we are a few more months away from the end of this year. And trust me, there's some good news, some bad news, a little more bad news, some really good news, some bad news, and then we'll end on good news. Okay, I realize that makes no sense, but we will figure out what that just meant together. Upon entering October, people's spirits were undoubtedly low, and they just wanted the year to end. Fortunately, a piece of good news had come in when Jacinda Ardern, the Prime Minister of New Zealand, had won the re-elections by a landslide, and that was incredible for the country because it was clear she was affecting change effectively. This news, however, got shadowed as an act of religious-inflicted violence occurred in Paris. Two Muslim women were walking with their children, and two other women who had spotted them decide to assault them, make racist comments, and stab them. Acts of violence inflicted by race, gender, religion, sexual orientation, and caste cannot be condoned, not to mention the fact that it is absolutely inhuman. At times like these, we just need to understand what is it in people's mentality that makes them fear a particular religion and act in such a vile way Or a person's mentality that makes them fearful of being in a particular place. Because we cannot call ourselves inclusive and opening when there is a full community out there that fears to even step inside because they know they will be harshly marginalized. Now for November. Oh, I've been eager for November because democracy won. The U.S. presidential elections took place and Joe Biden was elected as the 46th president of the United States. I try to avoid my episodes from becoming overtly political because that opens the gate to controversy. But looking objectively, both candidates are flawed. Agreed. But it is worthwhile to the nation that we've identified the candidate who acknowledges and aims to fix important issues in the world such as global warming, the pandemic, the rights of marginalized communities, and will be held accountable for their action or their inaction. Additionally, COVID-19 vaccines have been announced by several countries and drug companies after passing trials with over 90% effectiveness. Interestingly enough is that many people who place their faith in the usefulness of vaccines and have been vaccinated or vaccinated their child were apprehensive when it came to the COVID-19 vaccine. This concern can be due to whether it will positively impact our health seeing as this whole vaccine process was suddenly expedited or whether the side effects will be disastrous. Vulnerable communities such as the Black community are also reluctant because previous clinical experiments have been targeted at these communities with racial biases. Seeing that this vaccine can be viewed positively or negatively, please just don't take the vaccine impulsively. Have proper discussions with your family, evaluate the effectiveness, conduct proper research, before making a well-thought decision of whether this vaccine is right for you and your family. At last, December. It used to seem annoying at first, but now I just love how everyone gets into the holiday and Christmas spirit at the beginning of December itself, because it's good to see people happy during a year that has made us well otherwise. On another note, in India, the farmers' protests had gained prominence as hundreds of thousands of farmers protested against three acts that were passed by the parliament that would increase their chance against corporate exploitation and takeover and could decrease their product prices. As a backbone of India, if the farmers stop and the consumption stops, it would have a domino effect on the rest of the economy, which is what makes the situation much more alarming. In the United Kingdom, a new mutation of COVID-19 is now dominating, which is definitely a step backwards because countries' rate of reported cases are lowering so hopefully it doesn't become much more widespread. The month ended with people theorizing the world was going to end on December 21st, but it didn't, and we got to celebrate Christmas. Wow, that was long, I know. But I hope you recognize that even though 2020 was not a great year in any shape or form, it has just taught us to be thankful of the people around us and what we have. Otherwise, I hope 2021 brings everyone all the joy and I definitely hope it's better than 2020. I hope you had fun reflecting with me and if you did enjoy this episode, feel free to like the episode, follow the podcast and share it with your friends and family. I want to express my utmost gratitude to my incredible family, my friends and my supervisor for their support. I hope you have a safe New Year celebration and a great year ahead and I will see you in the New Year or in the next week where we will gain another unique insight into the World Insight on the World Insight. Bye!